you are listening to the sensual massages by the sensual misogynists. (laughs) 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 That might be my favorite intro. (laughs) Oh, I... I I said it and then looked at you and saw your eyes go wide and I was like, you lost it. You lost (laughs) it. You couldn't keep it up. Oh no! Job well done, honestly. Thank you. I'm trying to keep, throw you for a loop. <laughs> oh my god! Um, happy International Women's Month. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> that <laughs> you should not equate those two. Did I save it? I feel like I saved it. I I feel like we made a slight left turn there. It's just, yeah, but we took so an extreme slight. right turn, so I feel like we're going back on track. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I feel like we're good. Let's ignore it. We're moving on. <laughs> All right, I guess. Oh. I, I, I'm floored by that. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Keep It 100, a podcast where Dakota and I truly just talk about whatever we want. And after an intro like that, I... How did you even come up with that? I need to know. Where did that Man, come from? Man, it's all off the dome, buddy. It's just it's just pure skill, pure talent. Just... My brain is a nightmare. It's full of nonsense and bullshit. I would like to say, I've said this to our friends multiple times and to many people I've met through my life. Mm-hmm. I say outlandish things. I act out. Imagine the things I'm keeping inside. Imagine the things I filter like, no, <laughs> don't say that. That's too much. Or that's dumb. Like, with all the dumb shit that I say every day, like, it, like, I never turn this off. It's never... You're always going to get Dakota at 100%. Always. Imagine the thought, the things that I'm like, mm, maybe not. Maybe we don't say that. Like, my brain is a nightmare. My brain is a nightmare. And I don't think about it. <laughs> it's definitely... It's definitely shaped who I am as a person and gotten me uh, in situations in life. So... <laughs> Here we go. You know, it's fine. Sometimes you know if a joke lands, and other times it doesn't, and it's incredibly uncomfortable for other people. But as we've talked about, I laugh because I'm my target audience, so I think it's funny still. And sometimes it's funny when other people don't laugh. Was it was it last night that I texted you drunk? Was that last night we texted? That was, two, like, that was two nights ago. Two nights ago, I texted you and I was like. The parrot. <laughs> I... Wait, that might the parrot might have been yesterday. Was I... It yesterday? I need to find out. I need to see. Okay, no, it was I... two nights ago. It was two nights. Two ago. nights ago. Okay, I okay. So context. I, I think I just skipped over it. <laughs> I a hundred percent thought that I just thought the parrot and didn't text you the parrot. So then when I saw it, I was like. Please ignore this. Because I don't know why I, like, made that come to actuality in your world. When it was just like, voice to text, just here was like, send it, go through. But it was like, oh, caps. And all it was was the parrot. And it was, it was just because it was a puzzle. It was a game show I was watching, and it was like a puzzle on the screen, and the answer was the parrot. And then five minutes later, we had moved on to the bonus round. And then I decided, for some reason, I was going to text you to parrot. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you did. Because, honestly, I was like, oh, I don't I don't, I don't know what this is for. I don't is, is think okay? I referenced that in a nope. story. Nope. <laughs> but, um, okay. I, all right, oh. Dakota, what are we talking about today? We are kind of similar to what we're talking about, like, right now. We're talking about how... Sometimes in our lives, we don't make the best decisions and how it's led us to being not the greatest of students. Um, and this could be mm. anything. So I'm, I think your parrot story relates because the condition that we were both in two nights ago led to many of these events. Oh no. So I think today we're going to tell some of our best, worst student storios. Storios? Stories. Storios! Am I drunk right now? I could be. <laughs> Jesus, what did you do to my water? Thank you. 
story um, I'm gonna start so, yeah, I'm right. starting with like, the drunk story uh, because I had my mess up with storios I don't know what that means um, you're trying you're I'll figure trying. it out I'll figure it out um, my fresh sophomore year of high school okay I was taking Chinese class um, and for some reason I had missed a day I was probably being fake sick I was probably lying to my parents and just took the day off that's not the worst story that's not the being a bad student story that's just like we've all done it we've all been there yeah we've all t- did no things. actually no I can't agree with that you never, never you never w- lied for a sick day not to my parents no I did it oh. in college oh and most of the time it was because I wouldn't admit the real sickness it wasn't that I wasn't sick I just didn't want to tell them what was actually happening so it, I would force myself to puke in the bathroom or something like that mm. I've also done that but I'll reference that later no. force myself to puke <laughs> Uh, but I think it's different also, like, you, it was just you, so you might have more, like, eyes on and, like, flack of, like, okay, more investigation of, like, you trying to be fake sick as a kid, versus I had the advantage, like, I would time out the mornings that I was going to be fake sick, because I have three sisters, I have a big family, right, so, like, and especially if, like, my dad was already gone, so my mom trying to handle the four of us, I could see it was, like, and it wouldn't always be, like, I'd, like, wake up that day, be like, oh, I'm not going to go to school today, it'd be, like, Sometimes in break during breakfast, I decide I'd be like, I could probably get out of school today. Just like if my mom was gonna write like too frantic and wouldn't be able to deal with it, like she didn't want to put too much attention to it, that like I could just like finesse it in, like I'm not feeling well. Like if I could get her at a moment <laughs> where she was too overwhelmed to have to deal with it, she'd probably just be like, okay, fine, just stay home. It's fifty fifty because sometimes she's like, I don't care, go to school. I don't care if you're throwing up. I don't care if you're bleeding. You're going to school. By the time she'd be like, I'm too busy. You know what? Fine. Stay home. It's very 50-50. You met her. You know what it's like. You know, it'd be 50-50, but sometimes, you know, I went to play my cards of like, just stay up and pick the sick day. But also you can't do it too many times because then, um, pick up on patterns. Yeah. You pick up patterns and you might, you might not make it work on a day you do need it. Like when you need to study more or something for a test, like you might not be able to get that excuse to absence mm, that are very important. Okay. So you gotta yeah, play your yeah. cards right. You gotta play your cards right. But um, for some reason, I was sick or other fake sick, and I missed a um, a culture day for Chinese class. And so they like you know watch a video about like Chinese culture, and yeah, about like um, something specific. I think we talk about like holidays. This video, yes, they talk about holidays, and I missed it, so I had to make up the paper um, over Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. And it's important because I just know the weekend because I know when I wrote it. Um, so to watch these videos and turn it on that Tuesday. For some reason at 16, I decided I'm going to raid my dad's liquor cabinet because it's 11 o'clock on a Monday, I think. And I just wanted to do it. Um, and they had these they had these beers they were going to use. I knew my dad didn't want to drink anyway. Like, my dad really didn't, like, drink like that until maybe, like, I was already in college. Like, he didn't have people to drink with, and just really didn't. But he had, like, looks like, every now and then he'd want something. Um, and they had, like, some PBR in the pantry, like, for cooking beer. But he'd been there for, like, months and months. So I was like, ah, oh, nobody's really going to miss that. So, you know, you got to think about it. Like, the advantage of having a big family, you got to think, like, what's going to go missing that people aren't going to remember or by the time they notice so much time left past, they can't bring it back to you. Being a child of big families what made me sneaky. Um, I this is manipulative as fuck. <laughs> I was sick. I was fifteen. Like nobody knew. It's not manipulative. Like it never got back to me. I was never confronted about it. It's just about like it's a lie of omission, if anything. That I didn't like you know incriminate myself. Anyway, what happens is like you know I had it was the worst drink probably ever. I did like mixed shots of like two different things and a beer poured into a frosted mug right to my room and drink it and watch these videos it was the most nonsense paper ever in my entire life like it was in english like it wasn't i didn't have to write in chinese thank god oh my god could you imagine i have to try <laughs> to write in chinese i was in english writing these videos uh writing about these videos and it started off fine and then you could clearly see when the alcohol started hitting me, 
because my letter started curving and the lines started dropping. And I was wearing a lined paper. Like... <laughs> oh, no. But it started off very, like, you know, <laughs> fine. It was, it was like, you know, oh, it's about Chinese New Year and all these traditions and yada, yada, yada. And there's these influences within, like, you can see different regional holidays and how, like, you know, more agrarian communities in, like, this part of China will celebrate in this way. Where you see, like, different, like, Hong Kong, Beijing. Like, very, like, intelligent. Like, I've been, I'm obviously paying attention to the video. And the alcohol hits me. And then I just go off. And I'm like, and then this is different because in America, most of our holidays are about our Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I say him twice. I say Jesus Christ, comma, our Lord and Savior, comma, Jesus Christ, because, you know, you have to make sure you phrase it. I don't know why I added the second part. <laughs> Talking, that's really where the lines start dropping. <laughs> Utter nonsense. I think I talked about Christmas movies and, like, <laughs> like you know, like, the Claymation Ro- Rudolph stuff? Yeah. Talked about that? <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I think I could... I think I should make allusions to how that reference Chinese New Year. I don't know. It went off the rails. Um... <laughs> My teacher obviously not read it because I got a B plus. <laughs> like, maybe she was like, I don't know what happened here, but you know what? I'm going to give you a B plus because it was late. And there you go. I wrote like five pages. Four and a half, four of those were inebriated. I, I don't remember the end because like I, at some point, it was like the first time I drank that much. And I was 15. So I get blacked out and finished it. I was curving lines on line to paper, dude. Like, <laughs> but yeah. I think it was the first uh, sign of the descent into, <laughs> eh, I guess kind of write whatever. I, and the worst part is that she gave me a B. If she would have failed me and I would have done that again, I'd have learned. I'm like, okay, yeah, you can't act like that. I got a B. I was like, yo, I got a B for that? Okay, I got it. Bang, I could do this all the time. And that's why I am the way that I am now. Oh. She'd, if she would have failed me, I'd have learned. I'd have learned something, but I didn't. I got away with it. And that was the worst thing she could have done. She should have read it. <laughs> <laughs> she may have... I... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, maybe she had 101 other things to do and your makeup thing just wasn't top of priority. Well, no teachers are overwhelmed or underpaid. I also yeah. don't think it's fair to blame your entire academic career on one specific action. No, no, I'm so- not blaming her at all. I'm just like... Man, if I if I would have gotten in trouble for this, if I'd have been caught by my parents or anything, a thousand things could have happened and none of them did, and then I got a B. But I was like, and that's and that's how I was like, okay, fifteen year old me was like, okay, I can get away with this. Good to know. I'll keep this in my back pocket. So like, just end up like procrastinating and half-assing. Which, oh well, I can write a solid B paper. Led me to B grades. <laughs> It was uh, quite a time, quite a time. What a wild ass story. I, first of all, our academic careers are very different uh, because I never looked for an excuse to miss class in elementary and middle or high school. In fact, well, I, I did elementary, but I loved school and I was always upset when I had to miss class. Um, Nerd alert. I guess. I mean,. <laughs> I, I wanted glasses so I could look like Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. So, like, fair. That's very fair. Um, it was upset as a kid that I couldn't get glasses. And now I have them as an adult and I don't wear them. Well, I do. I mean, they're... I see them on medication. Yeah. You know, when the vision is not so good. <laughs> Hence the need for glasses. Uh, but they don't I mean the new ones I just got they help a lot more because they're oh. bifocal so they have like a little the little reading lens in the bottom oh, so okay. like you gotta do your librarian look the, uh, the old person look just uh, yeah. <laughs> looking, looking at the bottom <laughs> yeah exactly um, but yeah like so high school especially because I was always so busy the only time I ever missed class was because I was missing other I was doing something else for another class or like another school project I didn't, I just, I didn't miss. College, on the other hand, was a totally different thing. My first class I ever took at Ohio State, it was the college, the freshman survey. Book that class, dude. Class. Class so stupid. So, I misunderstood 
what building I was supposed to be in. Right. So, uh, you know, and at the time I'm wearing nothing with cheerleading gear. Right. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a new cheerleader at Ohio State. Got to wear all the new fancy gear with the, the shoes and the shorts and got your fancy bag and all this shit. And I walk into uh, like along the art pack. There's that weird, almost glass type of building. Yeah. Um, On the back so side? Uh, sort of like on that brick path. If you're going towards Thompson Library, it's on your right. Gotcha. If you're on the brick yep. path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I walk into there, and I I think my class is on the fourth floor, like third or fourth floor. But I go into the building, and there's only two floors. And I'm not understanding. I cannot find my class. I don't get it. I don't see any of the other theater majors. I don't really see anyone from art, really. It seems to be mostly science people. And, you know, they had that fancy OSU map. And so I pull out the, the map again on my phone and realize that I am in the completely wrong building. And I'm supposed to be clear across campus. Because I'm pretty much still west side, right? If you're at the RPAC, yeah. that's pretty much west campus. And yeah. I, I'm taking it to ag campus, yeah. That's like and, west of it, yeah. And it's supposed to be basically near the Union? You sure it was like Haggerty or something near there? Yes, I think that's the name of it, maybe? Yeah, because I, I know there's an auditorium in there. That's why I had my survey class. Well, my survey was small. It was only 25 people in there, maybe? I don't know. But I I was in a completely wrong building, and so I had to tear across campus. So at the, by the time I realized it, the class had started. So I showed up to my very first class late, <laughs> and I should have known then my college career was going to be a trip. And I walk in, and I think that's the first time Constance and I meet, because I think we're in that class together. And I think Tamisha is behind me. And I'm wearing my gray cheerleading shirt, but because mm-hmm. of the heat and me running, I have sweated through this shirt at this point. So sweat just pits, cheerleading across the chest, and I finally get into class, and I'm just embarrassed. I'm like, I'm about to quit. <laughs> I'm about to quit. Call it. Day <laughs> I one, I'm out. cannot do this. <laughs> it is my first day, and I've already fucked up. And then he's going through all this information about Hi, there's some paperwork we're supposed to do to like apply for whatever program we were getting in and how you do an audit and this is Buckeye Lincoln. I'm like, I don't what? <laughs> I don't understand a single damn thing you just said to me. I don't get this shit. Stop talking to me. Uh I really don't remember anything from that class. Yeah, I just remember we had to read a book over the summer and that book was never fucking referenced. That's all I know. What book wait, we did the submission, I think? The submarine? The subway? The the submission? Was it a submission? <laughs> it was the sub, right? It was the sub blank. Bro, I don't know. I was a different year than you. I don't read like this Urban Farmers book. And I was like, why am I reading this? I cannot remember. Like about like, like having a farm in the city. It was... I think ours was called The Submission. And I might be making this shit up. It is like very problematic what I'm about to say. But I think it was the submission, and it's supposed to be about people submitting art proposals for a memorial for 9-11. That sounds like something the arts college would do. That sounds... Then, you can be making that up, and I completely believe you. I, the next part I want to say that I'm very scared to say. Say <laughs> I feel like for some reason the person who was chosen was very problematic. Like maybe was a Nazi. That sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like America. So that sounds. I don't. That still I, sounds correct. I don't know. I might be making. I didn't read the book. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I. <laughs> nothing that you just said so it makes it better that you're just making it up Granted, it doesn't matter especially your college but, well okay oh, that's so funny we did like a day where we sat outside in a courtyard in like small groups and talked about it and so the way I got my points 
was just by taking the talking points that other people had given us in the conversation already and then asking questions to dig them in deeper to like give more context of the book. So it was basically baiting people into giving more information about the book so that I could confidently say that I knew at least the general synopsis of what happened. So I have no idea, like I have no idea what the book was about, (laughs) but I do remember learning that day of class my ability to manipulate people's conversation is fantastic. That's classic, like, Socratic seminar not studying. I'm like, oh, well, well, what do you mean by that? Can you, like, talk more about, like, this idea or this question? Like, I, I love doing that. Like, there would be times, like, a scholar would talk about something that I was, like, I'd be thrown into a class, right, like, with my students. They'd ask me something. Like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm not supposed to be in this class. Like, I just, like, pull aside to assist. They're like, oh, yeah, well, what do you mean by that? Like, as I'm, like, searching for the document. You can dive deeper into that point, like, in this book I didn't read. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I like what you said about this and this, this. Oh, so-and-so, what do you think about that? And then it sounds like, oh, Mr. Drown, like, knows the answers. He's just asking us so we can get a good answer. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> I'm here for attendance. Like, I don't, I don't know. Adulthood but. is just faking it till we make it, bro. Man, Exactly. <laughs> Oh God! People missing. assume like, oh, you went to college. You know this, bro. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know what I wrote. Like some of my favorite projects about. Like I don't. It comes a blur. Um... Man, talk about skipping classes. Freshman year college, my freshman year math class. Um, I went to five times. <laughs> that class. Four times a week. <laughs> I went five like, times that semester. Like you had two lectures and then two like the small group. What do they call that? Recitation. Sure. Whatever. No, 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 no. I went to three tests, three midterms, a lecture, and a recitation. Oh my god. I don't, I don't know why. It's, it was because of morning class. Like, that's my thing. If there's any people in high school that are listening to the show, which you shouldn't, you should not. If you're in high school, you shouldn't be listening to the show. If you are, oh, okay, well, you're here. Thank you. Love you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> 8 a.m.s in college are so much different than 8 a.m.s in high school and before. There's a yes. different beasts. Yes. Like, because in your high school, you have the accountability of your parents or somebody's going to help you go school like I mean for most people I'm not gonna like talk about like you know people who have different like uh, family backgrounds obviously but like for most people you have that account with your parent your guardians trying to get you to go to school and like you know you're supposed to be and there's more um, accountability on, on terms of school of reaching out to the people that like you know are in charge of you essentially to get you to go to school and you have your friends and stuff they're making sure you go to class because you have that traditional everyone's there from 7.40 to 3 or 4 o'clock whatever it is mm-hmm in college, knowing, knowing your class is a little five-minute walk. Because I, I was in Baker East. I just had to walk across the South Oval to get to Hackerty, and that's where my lecture was. Five-minute walk. I knew that. And I went to class five times in 14 <laughs> weeks. Non-consecutive. <laughs> like, that was lecture week one. The test, a recitation at like week five or something. I don't know. That man never seen me in my, his life. I went, there for, <laughs> I went there for a quiz and I was like, I don't know what's on this quiz because I didn't go to class and I didn't go back <laughs> until the next test. Like, like knowing all of that. Granted, I'd also say it's like, because I was doing a show. So I was in my first year in college and there's so many things going on. I make excuses like that. I know it's because I was lazy. I could have worked my time out better. I've never been a morning person, but like. Knowing that no one is going to make you go, it's a different beast. Well, okay. There, I've always found the way... I'm assuming this is how it is in most higher education across America, at least, that I find very problematic. You don't have the time or resources to succeed at every assignment in every class. Like, it almost teaches you... That you have to delicately, delicately choose what assignments you're willing to pass and fail 
so that you can survive physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Like it never, it never made sense to me. I was always frustrated with our department why we forced eight a.m.s on our theater majors when the same department requires our majors to also be at rehearsals from six thirty to ten thirty five days a week. Mm-hmm. So we're essentially working a part-time job and that's only if it's just rehearsals and only if that director chooses five days a week because I definitely had some that did not want to abide by that. Every every show I was in did six days a week. Because you, you did all day Saturday. Yeah. Unless there was a football game and in which case then you did it Sunday most likely like we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like and it wasn't just like oh it's just like a quick three hour rehearsal. It was an eight, sometimes nine, ten hour rehearsal. You shouldn't have that, but like, I can understand that you, knowing the shows you're in, I th- yeah. But like, so why would you make, why would you force your students to try and do an 8 a.m.? Where are they supposed to find the time to complete the assignments while also studying for their shows? Like, you were teaching these artists early on to burn themselves out for their craft, and I don't think that's healthy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's their way of like trying to get them to be used to the real world. But I don't think you should have to do that for your art and craft. So it just, it never made sense to me why. And I get, if it's like Theater 2100, right? Just like a GE that everyone's Oh, yeah, saying, like I get I don't give yeah. a fuck about that. But like the specific classes like that Like major I to courses. Take yeah. yeah. Like the fact that people aren't just like taking this class. This is a major course that we have to take. And I think it's like my senior year. They started offering it like Tuesdays and Thursdays. So now it's... Because before it was Monday, it was a Friday. They're like, oh, it'll be Tuesday and Thursdays from, uh, in like the afternoon. I was like, not only is it now one day less, it's also in the afternoon. Wow. Yeah, except yeah. for I also know that would screw over. You would never be able to take that class where you're doing a tour. Yeah. Unless that's the semester that a tour isn't happening. It might have been. I can't remember now. But um... Because that's what, like, my complaint specifically is with production design. Because it was, mm. it was. I think like I said, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at eight a.m. Yeah, eight to like, and it wasn't. It was a eighty minute class. It wasn't fifty one minute class. It was. Like, and then I would eight have, to nine twenty. Yeah. And then I would have tours on Tuesdays and Thursdays that would sometimes get me up as early as three a.m. Yeah. Like it was fucking ridiculous. I I could not. And also, like, like I didn't even teach in the survey classes or, like, yeah, I didn't do the survey class orientation, like, which I'm like, oh, like, how to base your schedule out. Like, oh, okay, oh, you have, to, say you take, and they always show, like, low end of, like, 12 credit hours or something. And, like, this is the course you take. Oh, you have time to study here. You get a quick bite to eat here. You can, and then you can, if you need a job, you can work, like, these hours. Okay, you're telling me, then you have to rest to sleep. It's still, like, mad amount of work, like, for homework and these stuff. And, like, only working, like, 16 or something hours. I'm like, all right, well, what if somebody, like, me, who, like, no one's paying for me to go to college. I'm on loans and grants. And if I want to buy something, it's coming out of my wallet uh, most of the time. Uh, and it's like, all right, I need 28 hours of work. So that's the max of school that we do. I need to find time to have my schedule do this. All right, and I'm taking 18 credit hours. I'm going to fit through these. And i got to find time to eat. And I'm doing shows. It's like my senior year, like... My senior year when I was doing Michael Vaughn, I was having like 18 hour days of just like mm-hmm. getting up to work. Like I started my shift at 6 a.m. And then I was getting, all right, like 17 hours. I was getting home around 11. And that was without doing homework. Like, it's like, I'm going to bed. I'm doing homework. And then some, I didn't remember somebody once was like, oh, just get a job where you can do your work at the job. I was like, no, I work in dining so I can get free food. That's the condition I'm making there is yeah. I don't have to pay for food now. That's what the plus I'm getting. Like, yeah, it'd be great if I could do homework at my job. But that's not realistic for everybody. It's very, it's still very much like a, based around like what people with money can do. That like you don't have to work. You can have these liberties. And then what about student orgs? Because like, you know, schools are talking about, oh, connections, you do internships and things like that. I don't have, to, I didn't have time to do any internships or orgs like that because I was always working or doing something else. Like, I left APO because it was so non-committal. It's like, oh, I'm just a part of this. That's my resume. Great. 
Like, I barely went to events. Except, like, unless I was in the building when it was happening. It's like, sure, I'll stop by. But, like, didn't do internships. I need to work. Like, money was doing something else or a show. So, yeah. It just depends on, like, the, yeah, it's, it's rough. I 100% forgot about APO. Because the only Smoke event... Hero, I love it. <laughs> the only event I went to was building your website. Mm-hmm. Which I had already done. I had business cards... And my URL was already purchased. It was already released. And then the instructor looked at it and said, this looks great. Love it. And I was like, cool. Because um, I never did like 24-hour theater. And that's another thing too. Like Internships are bullshit. You expect me to work for free. Well, there's paid ones sometimes. But yeah, a lot of them are unpaid. Yeah, bullshit. I don't... You, you want slave labor. That's what you want. That's, you want someone to come and work for free for you. That's bullshit. That's why I can never do it. I'd be like, I would literally have to do an eight-hour internship. And then, like, say, because the business what we're in, it'd probably be, like, in New York or something, right? I have to do an eight-hour internship and then have to do eight hours working somewhere else. Or, like, you know, bartending or being a waiter somewhere to make, like, a bunch of money to afford it. Like, I'd have insane days. I can still... Like, we talked about this in a previous episode. Like, theater especially is still very much built for the rich to succeed like it's always great when somebody like you know kind of forced their way in there it's from like a school that doesn't have a big name in theater and just comes out like talent hard work that's excellent i love it but oftentimes a lot of the up-and-comers or young people that can afford to do it are people that come from money because like a certain amount of risk your parents take as well to support you in something like this because it's like you know so many starving artists and stuff people that don't make it like to be able to afford to even take that chance and your parents are like, yeah, I'll pay your way. Will you try to make it in the arts? Like, if someone from, like, a family can't really afford that anyway, like, are you kidding me? You want me to pay your rent? Will you try to, like, audition act? Especially in those periods, like, you know, what actors have, like, some of our friends. Like, you go three months auditioning and not getting anything. So, ask my parents to pay for three months of rent for me to be an actor and outland a single audition and three rents? Are you kidding me? They're like, yeah, you're moving back, bro. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it, bro. It's like, it's not happening. I, uh, oh, but yeah, I just, I never got it. And then they look at you, because, like, the one, the one area of production design, I skipped the entire unit. So I skipped all of uh, the media. Yeah, that's good, too. And then got 100% on the final, like, the on that mini project of that unit. And the instructor was like, I don't know how you did this when you didn't come to class. I was like, because I know this shit. Also, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to be here. I don't I can either be sleep here. and then study, or I can be here and be irritated and probably just cause you more issues. Or, oh my God, my least favorite thing is when people would dock you, dock your grade based on attendance. Mm-hmm. That makes me so tight. It makes me so tight. Like, I get it. Like, I get you people be in class. But, like, you may be... I'm going to be less... I'm going to pay attention less when I'm being forced to come into class. Like, if it's, like, I missed, I need to come in, like, bet. Like, I'm still going to go to your class. It's a major class. Like, you, you're you going to see me in a fucking building later. And no one coming... I'm going to feel guilty. Like, yeah, I did. Like, definitely wasn't your class. And now I'm here. Like, you're going to see me. It's always something I want to do. Because I'm majoring in this. It's mm-hmm. something I want to do. I'm going to come... But then when I have these really bad nights, I'm going to be penalized because I slept in for and I missed an 8 a.m. class. When I didn't get home until maybe 11 or 12 a.m. Like, it's, oh, it's so aggravating. Because it's like, you know, like, if you don't come to class, you're not going to get a high grade. So we're going to dock attendance. No, no, I'm not going to high grade because you're docking attendance. Like, I can do the, read the slides and stuff that you post and still figure this out. Or we're doing the same unit so I can ask questions on Wednesday and stuff and catch up because I have friends who are taking the class because I'm in the major and this is a major requirement. So I'm going to get the work that I need to do. And then when I'm working on the play that you're also working on, I can be like, hey, sorry I didn't make it to class. You know, I was really tired from last night. But I'll be there next time because I'm interested in this class because this is my major and it's a major requirement. I'm going to fucking be there. 
tying grades to attendance is so bullshit and it makes students more apathetic toward the class you're gonna get less work out of them i have obviously strong feelings about this (laughs) that felt very targeted (laughs) not gonna ask you to name any names um Uh, but it's it's most and i i can get if it's not the teacher who decided it but i feel like grading breakdown is also based off teacher too so that teacher like oh yeah like if you don't come, I'm not going to dock it. Like, you're just not going to the stuff. But... That's the thing. Because you're not... At that point, you are no longer grading based on my ability or my knowledge. Mm-hmm. You are grading because you're saying you showed up. And just because I'm there... There are... Actually, my algebra class proves it. I went to every single algebra class my first semester. Failed it. Use the freshman forgiveness went six times and passed it. Because at that point, I had to start making strategic decisions about where I was going to spend my time. Again, I feel like that's what college teaches you. Because I wasn't learning, because number one, I hated her voice. And she used used an old projector where you get like the little, like the, the sheets and you get the little like fine tip marker and write on it, and it's like the light bulb. Oh, yeah. That's what she used. But it was a lecture hall of like three hundred people, so the people on the top couldn't see shit. But she just she was just going to stick to this. This was this is fine. This is what she loved to use. And I was like, this is stupid. And then she would go on her weird, randomly sometimes political rants. In the Hello, algebra. Yes, dude. Or she'd be like, or. At one point, I remember walking into class and her being like, I control the world. And I was like, this bitch is crazy. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I will not. I will not do this. I shan't not. And also, if anyone is listening is like, well, maybe you guys should uh, utilize your time better. This episode is about bad students. Suck my dick. Go fuck yourself. First of all, you're if you're the one to making that comment, you can unsubscribe right the fuck you're now. You're probably ugly and get no bitches. Get the... <laughs> How about, how about stop studying? <laughs> Start studying some coochie. No. And or no. whatever your preference is. Stop it. <laughs> no. Uh, like, uh, it's just so, it's not great for that. It's like, like you said, like being penalized based off like me showing up. It's like, so you're telling me if I do really well in these assignments, I'm, I'm going to be docked purely because on days that I didn't want to go in or couldn't go in. I, you know, and the excuse to absence stuff is like, oh, like, you know, you, you need a doctor's note. I don't go to the doctor every time I'm not feeling well. Because I have to get an appointment, right? Like, if I wake up with a cold, I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't go to class today. I'm going to rush to the doctor's when I'm feeling like shit. No. See, like, that's the other issue because also not all of us have insurance, especially as mm-hmm. college students. Yeah. You can't afford to pay for every single doctor. Essentially, you're paying for a doctor's excuse. And some of us can't afford to do that every single time. Like, I'm already paying for this class. Like, if I... If I don't come to class and don't apply myself, it's a disservice to me. Right? Then I'm gonna statistically get worse grades if I'm not trying, I'm not showing up. Anyway. Why we you jumping for attendance as well? Like, I, do a participation grade or something. Like, that's one thing. But just purely off attendance, like, if you miss two classes, you'll drop a whole letter grade. Are you shitting me? That's insane. Yeah, they were also, they were severe. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you'll lose one percentage point. It was always like, you get one unexcused absence. Your second one after that, you drop a whole letter grade. It's like, I'm sorry, what? Dude, oh my God. This is like, so, so my senior year, when I had to take a class, I didn't realize I didn't have the credit. Because, you know, advice he's advising is. Um, I'll take intro to fiction class. This dude was like, yeah, if I catch you on your phone, you automatically fail. I was like, are you shitting me, dude? This is college. Who are you? Like, yo, I'm not going to Google spark notes. You're going to spark notes with stuff anyway. Or like, you know, check, not spark notes, but check through the plagiarism stuff. We're just doing discussions. Also, this guy was like, legally blind. So I don't know how to see the people in the back of the class on their phones. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. I'm not just saying that. 
<laughs> As like a hyperbole, this man told us that he was legally blind. I cried and laughing. And I was like, yo, like, how this you is... gonna see me, bitch? You blind? <laughs> you on your phone, bro? How do you know? How I'm do you gonna, know? Bro, I'm in a small book. <laughs> Take that. It's my dick. What you mean? <laughs> yo, that's probably worse. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. I would have lost my mind if that man would have been like, yeah, I'm legally blind. If I catch you on your phone, you're going to fail. Oh. But you can't see shit. I'm a trippy. <laughs> Bro, you trying to fail me? I'm going to put a chair in your way, dude. Like, <laughs> Good luck. I am not a good person. I'm not one of God's strongest soldiers. Do not do this to me. You're gonna, I'm still your stick. You're going to fail me on a requirement. I need my second semester of senior year. It's not going to work out. No. I, I would say I scoop the eyeballs out, but ain't no use for them anyway. I'll give you a fake name. You don't know what I look like. <laughs> I'll walk back into class the next day. How are you going to know, my guy? This is a little ableist, but like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoopsies. Um, Holy shit. Wow. What was oh, that uh, other story you're going to tell me before we start this episode? Before we decide, like, oh, this should be a bad series episode. Who was been, about? We go forty we, minutes ago. We go. <laughs> no, we go. Just keep talking so like it comes to my head. It was a story about when we were okay, guys. No, <laughs> yeah. maybe Ooh. I don't know. Ooh. Um, I'm I'm just gonna tell a story. I don't know yeah. if this is the one that it's supposed to be about, but uh, we're just gonna say some shit and uh, see what happens. Um, so I. I only ever did, yes, I do remember it now. Only ever did like three all-nighters in college, mm-hmm. I want to say. But the one in particular, I was studying in 18th Ave or SEL, depending upon what generation of students you were in. Mm-hmm. And apparently I was one right there in the center, right when it converted. I don't know. Um, but you were, there was the only library that was open 24-7. So you could go in there whenever you needed to and study as long as you had your buck ID and swipe it. So we're doing an overnight study session on this. I think it was a math class I was thinking maybe. And it's me and someone else. And I do not remember the girl's name right now. Um, anyway, so I order food from uh, Pizza and Delivery or The Pad, which I didn't realize that's what. That's the, what the acronym is? Yeah, Pizza and Delivery. <laughs> Bro, what? Yeah. <laughs> the way you just stood up. <laughs> Tell me. I'm pretty sure, yeah. For six years, I just thought it was just like, just the, the pad. Like, you know, like bachelor's like pad. Like bachelor pad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, just go pad. Oh, that's cool. Like, I didn't really order from there because it's North Campus. I was like, South Campus? It seems for pizza and delivery? I'm pretty sure. I got to... I want to look this up. It's not Phi Alpha Delta, you dumb bitch. Uh, you keep telling your story. I'll look it up. But yeah, so um, order food from the pad. At least I think it was the pad. And so I had my Bluetooth like earbuds connected to my laptop. And I was listening to some good-ass Beyonce tunes, right? Oh my God, it is pizza and delivery. <laughs> Are you hurt? <laughs> I'm just... I just can't believe it. Uh, why am i so in awe right now (laughs) like i'm looking at your face and you are gobsmacked (laughs) i am gobsmacked right now whoa pizza pizza and delivery delivery. look at that (laughs) okay continue i don't know why i'm so shocked i don't know if i've ever been this shocked before in my life (laughs) <laughs> okay, so um, I order food from the pizza and delivery, and um, <laughs> and it comes to the SEL or 18th Avenue, so you know it's great. Um, like I said, I had my Bluetooth headphones connected to my laptop, and I was blasting music. I forgot that my headphones were still connected, though. So when I walked out the building, they disconnected from my laptop and I was listening to that music full blast. So then Beyonce started blaring in the library at like 
2 o'clock in the morning. So I think it's cut off. A delivery was 3. So I think I ordered it at 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my friend who came with me then had to figure out how to pause the music. I had no idea any of this happened. So by the time I got back into the building, everything was calm and normal and fine. I sit down with my food. She then explains to me that I just disturbed the entire library. And that's why everyone is staring at me when I walked into the building. With pizza. (laughs) I'm the main character. Yes. And it's about me. (laughs) She just walks out and is like, because baby, it's you. (laughs) It might have been that song, honestly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like. Ooh, I felt so bad, but not really because I didn't experience it. There's no need to be embarrassed because I wasn't there for it. Yeah. Like, if I could have experienced it, then I would have been embarrassed. But since the situation... Wasn't embarrassed about, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It wasn't there. If anything, it's more embarrassing for your friend. Because you'd be like, oh my god, they think it's me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, I, I picture her scrambling to my MacBook trying to figure out how to turn it off because Spotify was like six on that tablet <laughs> I know like, you gotta find uh, it oh man what a treat yeah I don't know if that was the story I was supposed to tell but that's what's coming to my head right now oh my god pizza uh, and delivery pizza and delivery man Can't uh, oh wait this is a weird it's not necessarily a well it's a student athlete story I want to tell I was a cheerleader at Hall State, and I got this email from Gene Smith, like the Gene Smith, that all I remember it saying, it was like two lines, and it was like, you were dismissed from whatever class you were in. I need you to be at the Frenchfield House today at, I think it was like four o'clock or whatever time. And me just being like, oh, shit. Okay. What's happening? I don't know, right? And it's it's very terrifying because, like, I had never... We had, you know, brushed past each other, but we had never, like, really spoken to each other before. I talked to Dr. J a lot. Love Dr. J. Um, but not Gene Smith as much, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so we I get to the Frenchfield house, get to talk with Gene Smith himself, and there's, like, a whole bunch of other, like, athletic top priority people there. Like, not just of any particular sports, but who just look over all the athletics for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so in my head, I'm like, okay, some shit is going down. And for for context, by this point, this happened. This is the week, the very start of Michigan week of my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat Michigan week. And we have lost two assistant coaches uh, due to sexual harassment claims. Um, we have undergone our own, like, personal training, like, classes that we had to take in terms of what is sexual harassment and how to properly conduct ourselves, all this stuff. And it Uh, all happened with my coaches. And it was mm. wild. So, I get there, and Gene announces to our team that the university has let Lene, our head coach, go. At this point, I am livid because Lene was never accused of making any sort of like lewd comments or inappropriate sexual advances. She attended the training. She sat next to me in the training. Like it wasn't like she did a separate thing. She sat right next to me. We did that training together. And Lene was the reason I had made it onto that team. I went and uh, met up with her on my 18th birthday um, to get introduced to the OSU cheer team at the time. And she got to show me around like what the boys did. And she was like, so you're going to audition in like three weeks. And when the head coach of an Ohio State athletic team is like, you're going to try out. Bitch, you're going to try out. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, like, Lene was such an important figure for me in terms of what I was doing for my collegiate career. And... Finding out that she got fired because not because of anything she had done wrong, but because the public was so upset and OSU wanted to avoid basically the backlash of having her. Man, 
All cars like that. They don't care about the image because he runs businesses. Ugh. But she had done nothing wrong. But yeah. she she had reported the incident as swiftly as she could have. Um, she followed all the proper the proper protocol. We got a new assistant coach in, and everything was fine. Because all of that, like the two assistant coaches, got fired right at the start of like our actual academic classes. I only met them through auditions. Mm. And then you went over to Michigan. Because what happened was Columbus Dispatch reported the event like a week before. And so it became this big thing in the news. And then that public backlash is what caused her to lose her job. I was like, that's bullshit. Because she did nothing wrong. And I remember being so upset and angry. Like, I am so very angry that this happened. I, uh, to this day, I, I miss Lene. I, I still think about her. That was 2013. Fucking eight years ago. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> Seven that and a half. Was, almost eight, but yeah. That was eight years ago. Oh, my God. Man, you went to Ohio State. You know all they care about is image. I know. That's why I'm very, hmm, Yeah. Yep, it's what helped shape my uh, academic career, I guess, or at least athletic career. One of the the biggest lie I did to get out of school, to uh, wrap it up with that. So, like I said, I used to, you know, gauge where my mom was at to decide if I was going to skip school that day. During this period of doing that, I also found out, like, if I ate dry toast and washed it down with a glass of, like, regular milk, it'd be really, like, gross, obviously. And I'd get myself, like, a little sick. Not, like, super sick, but it's enough sick to fix it. The amount of work I put in to just get out of school, I should have just fucking gone to school. But I did that. I was like, I, I can get myself, like, dry heave enough and like honestly like kind of force myself anyway mm-hmm. just to make the symptoms apparent to get home um did it once and it worked the first time it was kind of like an accident I was like I kind of was like definitely hammed it up hence drama school but I was like, I was like oh that's really <laughs> like I, kinda, I was in a rush that's happened when I had to eat and I was like oh that's really gross I'm not feeling well I went to the bathroom didn't really have to be kind of like four sticks so I was like oh maybe I can get out of school worked Fun day, hung out at home. It was great. I left it. Day two, I'm like, let's try it again. Little harder to convince, but worked. Um, as where some difficulties lie, is because the symptoms were the same with this like morning sickness, I don't know, pregnancy scare looking ass. Like my mom's like, okay, well, you've been throwing up, like, two days in a row. We should get you looked at. And I was like, mm, shit. Knowing full well, I'm making this up. But I was, I was not going to back down. I was like, okay, yeah, she looked at She wanted to be safe and stuff, obviously. I think she wanted to catch my bluff because she like, I'm like, mm, no, we'll see. I think I feel better. I'm trying to feel better. I go, like, to school. And I was mm-hmm. like, nah, let's go get checked out. Third day, I go to the doctor's. Um, they're running tests and stuff. Like, yeah, we just can't seem to figure out anything that's wrong. And my head, like, yeah, bro, nothing's wrong. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a liar. I went to my bottom line of you. But then I was like, yes, guys. You like try to skip symptoms. I was like, oh, I just get like really like nauseous in the morning. It's kind of like new and yeah, just, I don't remember all I said. It was really stupid, stupid lies too. They're like, yeah, we can't really figure anything out, so we'll give you these little like. I don't like nausea medicine. Just like dissolves. They're actually really effective. And I kept them. I think they expired. Or not expired. I think they used the last one. Like probably my junior or senior year of college. Because, Jesus Christ. Because I didn't use them that often. And I really. I <laughs> started using them. Um, right before I went out to drink. <laughs> I had pregame. And I started feeling nauseous. I would take one of these. <laughs> and then go out. So this worked out. This, this place is bad students. Dakota, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to mix medication with alcohol. Choice, I drink four locos by choice. Like, I don't think that's what's going <laughs> on. 
if anything's gonna kill me, it's not gonna be nausea medicine and a couple brewskis. <laughs> but I go to the doctor to get this medicine for nothing being wrong. I got three days off of school. Um, and yeah, my uh, it's it's a surprise that it's not a surprise. Cause I'm a good student. But it's like stories like this. I was like, you could have done so much better in school if you'd have spent this energy you tried lying and getting out of work to just do the work. But yeah, I mean, it has has a happy ending. I got the medicine. I was fine. My mom felt better. We had lunch. We had bonding. You know, it all worked out. Did you ever have a program called book it what (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's a no that's fine so I book it was a program I don't even know it might have only been in northeast Ohio I don't know but it was a program that was sponsored by Pizza Hut so book it was a program that encouraged young like elementary age kids to read X amount of books so oh. what you would do is you would get these like colorful little small books and you would read them. And the more you would read, it was like an accumulation of like points you would get. Mm-hmm. And eventually once you had enough of these points, you earn like a free small personal pan like pizza. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I was living in Japan when that was big, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> and um, so I did it a lot. I loved reading as a kid. Mm-hmm. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So it felt like every, I want to say every month, dad was always coming up and bringing me a new personal pan pizza I got from Pizza Hut. And all the kids will always be so jealous. Like, why does he get it? It's like, because I, I read. Man. I read it. I, I, I read it. And the best part is like, I look back on that with pride because I know, I know there are certain friends I had at elementary school that would lie about the books that they read. I know that they lie, but I never lied about a single book of mine. I read them all, talked about it with my parents. Like, it's a weird thing to be prideful of, but like, I earned those pizzas, damn it. We had, um, yeah, I'm mad I couldn't do that because like I just didn't live in the U.S., but I knew that was like pretty like across the country. But when I was in fourth grade, I think we had a similar thing. Just like my, uh, my teacher, like you would get a sticker very book you read and if you um like the book the bigger the book is a way big book like in harry potter you get, like much like more stickers like it's like mm-hmm. you know so like somebody reading like a bunch of like small magic treehouse books want to get the same as somebody like a 300 page book right and I, and I loved reading as well as a kid um this is like miss marcy you're probably not listening to this i hope you aren't because i don't want to have you have a bad image of what i grew <laughs> up to be but you're one of hands down i'll say probably the best teacher I ever had, except for fourth and fifth grade. Like, I had it for fourth grade, and then I requested to be in the fourth and fifth grade multi-age class so I could have her again. She's a fantastic oh. teacher. Um, it's kind of like for... It's fifth grade standards, but, like, for, like, exceptional fourth graders as well. And, my, mm-hmm. and Alyssa was actually in the, with me. Um, but I requested to be in it because I was like, I, no, I love this teacher so much. She's incredible. Um, but... Like, so I'd be reading, and then it was competitive as well, because you could see the people, other people's stickers. And I was like, oh, I know I can read faster than these people. And I also feel like, I feel like you're looking at all these books, but I was like, and that's when I started screaming through Harry Potter books. And it's kind of like, I started falling in love with it, because, um, as a kid, because I kind of got into it, because my mom had the books, like, oh, these are big books, I can get more stickers. And I remember what the rewards were. The rewards honestly might have been, like, more books, <laughs> like, from, <laughs> from our personal collection. I know that's at least one of the rewards. That she might have just given me. Um, but, um, like, that's kind of what made me fall in love with Harry Potter. Because I was like, oh, if I read a bigger book, like, I can get more stickers. And I can catch a lead. It's like, I read fast. Because um, I didn't do my chores or regular homework. I was just reading. <laughs> so, <laughs> still bad student, but good student in a way. Because of that challenge. And then, um, I had a, read some very good books in her class. It's great. Like, it's really felt, I really fell in love with writing in her class. And that's like kind of the thing I want to do now is because of, you know, the writing workshops, the stories to tell in her class. Um, it's really why I am the way that I am now. That's probably the last time I was a good student. 
<laughs> so fourth to fifth grade. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was a decent. I was a decent student in middle school, but I've always been a good student. But that's why my best behavior <laughs> in class. Oh my god. Oh, do I want to say this? Yes, I want to say this. Say okay. the memory. Close us out with so, this memory. Um, oh my god. I who I'm gonna start this story off by saying I don't know if I ever feared coming home more than I do this incident. So this was in fifth grade. Um <laughs> uh had gotten to um middle school and uh there was this girl that I I did not not like her. I let other people persuade me into thinking that I didn't like this girl. Purely because she was bigger. Okay? So, mind you, I've always been thick myself. So I don't know why I thought I had the right mm-hmm. to comment on someone else's weight. But I, I chose to. But the way I did it... Oh my god. Chelsea. Oh no. <laughs> right, let's go for it. So I wrote her a letter one day like we had oh. we had gone to lunch and I had written this letter and um my favorite TV show at the time was like Biggest Loser and Celebrity Fit Club Chorsey. so I wrote in the letter how fat she was and how she needed to stop stuffing her face with food and I think at one point I said I was going to shit on her desk and that she needed to go on Biggest Loser and Celebrity Fit Club. And, like, it was just the most, like, the most evil thing I think I've ever done, honestly. You bully. I, and I, and it's because I let that that one girl just, like, get into my head and just convince me to do this stupid thing. Well, one thing most people know about me is that I typically prefer to write in cursive. Yeah. No one else is like that. And um, so they matched the handwriting to some of my previous assignments. So they called my father, told him, and then gave him a copy of the letter. So I'm informed that this has happened while I'm in class and I am like I need to change my name. I need to move to a different state. Oh, you're the fourth, dude. <laughs> I'm the first of nothing at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna paint myself white and become Thomas. Like I can't do this. I cannot go home. And when I say like the walk home from the bus, like I lived on Northwest Boulevard. And you truly just walk down the street. Like, this, the, the bus stop was on Northwest Boulevard. But when I say I got off the bus, went across the street, walked down where my house was, and then crossed the other side, I made that a 25-minute walk, walked through that front door, and my dad sat me down in the living room and made me read that letter out loud. Oh my god. I my heart is racing just telling that story cuz I repressed it because I'm so embarrassed by it. dude. And to whoever that girl is, let me just say I am so incredibly sorry that I would do some stupid ass shit like that cuz no one deserves the words that I wrote in that letter. I I do not think of myself as a bully, but that was definitely a moment of me bullying someone. The thing is, I always get into situations because of women. No, no. I would like to point out, I started this podcast calling us misogynists. And then you said that. Oh, my God. Okay. Continue with this. Let me, let me explain. <laughs> That's the ad clip. That's all we're going to have is that. I always get into situations this because of women. That's the clip. <laughs> so... Because I'm pretty sure the girl who convinced me that I didn't like this girl, her name was Ashley Williams. Oh, it would be an Ashley. And she was just my in my name ear. Was Ashley. What? <laughs> no, that's fair. She was mean too. And so, so for some reason, like Ashley and I, we just kept talking, kept talking. And for some reason, she was just like, because Ashley's the one who told me, like, "Yo, 
Mr. I cannot remember the name of that teacher. Because, uh, like, the girl started crying, apparently. Because I went to the bathroom when the girl found the letter. And it became a whole ordeal in class and all this, yada, yada. Of course she started um, crying. That was the meanest thing she probably ever read. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, and so, for some reason, I let Ashley Williams talk me into doing that. Mm-hmm. Why did I start playing football? Because Megan King randomly asked me in seventh grade if I was going to play football. And my dumbass... Couldn't say no, so I played for three years. Why did I become a cheerleader? Because Lene Butchman, the head coach of the Hall State cheerleading team, told me, am I going to audition? And so I did. Everything that happens in my life is because of women. (laughs) (laughs) I can say no to men, but I can't say no to women. Well, folks, have you first. If you're a lady and you want choices to do, choice to do something, you probably just do it. As mean as it is, I would have begged him. Oh my god! And actually, that time, so that's what, that's the moral of the story. Tune in next week. This is just keep it 100 with these very honest stories about us being bad students. Oh my god. The sensual misogynist. We love you, appreciate you. Listen to us on Spotify, App Music, or wherever you find your podcast. And subscribe to our Patreon. We love you, love the support. Appreciate all of you. Thank you for all the downloads. Uh, love watching those tick up. George, you got anything? I mean, just subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, like you said. Check us out on social media, and uh, let us know. I we let us know what you want to hear from us. Uh, you can send us some DMs on Facebook or Instagram. You can tweet at us, whatever social media you find. Let us know what 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 topics y'all want us to discuss. Yeah, <laughs> my stomach hurts. My oh, cheeks are killing me. <laughs> Alright. Love you. Appreciate you. Listen to us next week. Cue music. <laughs>